0: Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach-Venezuela update from the 30th of June 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Monday the 27th, senior U.S. government officials arrived in Venezuela in the latest bid to bring home detained Americans and rebuild relations. The delegation includes Roger Carstens, the special presidential envoy on hostage affairs, and ambassador James Story, the head of the US government's Venezuelan affairs unit. They visited the country after Matthew Heath, a former marine arrested and accused of spying for the United States, attempted to commit suicide. On Tuesday the 28th, the US delegation visited Heath at the Carlos Arvelo Military Hospital. Heath's attorney Guillermo Heredia, told CNN that his client was finally able to describe his legal emotional and health situation. He also said, quote, he expects Matthew to board the plane that brought this commission, end quote. Heath is one of eight Americans wrongfully detained in Venezuela. Among them, there are five American oil executives. They are best known as the Citgo 6, as well as the former soldiers, Luke Denman and Aaron Barry, who were sentenced to 20 years in prison for allegedly committing an attack against Maduro in the Armageddon operation. This was the operation that sought to thwart Venezuela's 2018 presidential election and murder Maduro. On that note about detainees, On Saturday, the 25th, the human rights defense lawyer and executive director of the Casla Institute, Tamara Suju, said that political prisoners held in the General Directorate of Military Counterintelligence were being tortured. Via her Twitter account, she talked about one political prisoner in particular, Colonel Oswaldo Garcia Palomo. Whom Maduro ordered to capture for his alleged participation in the Armageddon operation. According to Suju, Palomo has been denied phone calls and visits for nine days. As the directorate, he is being deprived of food and water. He is also being psychologically tortured, humiliated, and slowly poisoned with carbon monoxide. Maduro's regime has arrested and tortured many more people. So much so that on Thursday the 23rd, the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights published a report on torture and arbitrary detention in Venezuela. The High Commissioner Michel Bachelet presented the report at the Council of UN Human Rights on Wednesday, the 29th. The report documents how the security agencies of Maduro regime tortured and murdered civilians between May 1, 2021 and April 30, 2022. The report also documents 34 cases of journalists and human rights defenders that had their right to freedom of expression violated. According to the report, between 2021 and 2022, there has been harassment, censorship, and confiscation of equipment. Around 41 web pages, including independent media outlets and NGO websites, were blocked in Venezuela. So as to prevent people from accessing them, from within the country. Last year, one radio station was shut down and six were suspended. As expected, the Venezuelan government did not remain silent. On Monday, the 27th of June, ironically, on Journalist's Day, the Vice President of the Socialist Party of Venezuela, or PSUV, Diosdado Cabello, denied the accusations made in the report. The PSUV leader assured that freedom of expression is respected in Venezuela and said that, quote, when there is nothing to say, Bachelet makes something up, end quote. Next up, on Thursday the 23rd, the National Guard detained two 40-year-old Venezuelans at the Maicatia Airport for carrying 109 fake Mexican visas in their luggage. Both were coming back from Cancun, Mexico. Via Twitter, the Venezuelan armed forces indicated that the arrest confirms suspicions of the existence of a transnational gang dedicated to forging international visas. Do you remember the Venezuelan plane held in Argentina? Well, in an exclusive interview with the journalist Orlenis Ortiz, published by the YouTube channel of Revista de Frente, Mario Arraga, one of the crew members, spoke out, after more than 20 days of being detained, Araga commented that all the crew members have communicated with their relatives and that they are quote-unquote confident and hopeful that they will soon be able to return to Venezuela. Let's remember that the plane had been retained for allegedly having ties with an Iranian terrorist organization, but Araga did not talk about this. To check out the interview in Spanish, follow the link in our show notes. After the scandal on Saturday the 25th, Venezuela's national airline Conviasa informed its passengers that they would suspend flights to Argentina and Chile until until further notice. The airline said that they suspended the flights for quote-unquote operational reasons. So far, they haven't said when the flights will be resumed. Moving on, the United States has not completely lifted the sanctions imposed on Venezuela. On Friday the 24th, the Undersecretary of the Department of State for the Southern Cone, Mark Wells, ratified the validity of the sanctions through a telephone conference. Wells stated that the policy towards Venezuela will not change and that they hope the sanctions impact will lead to Democratic presidential elections in 2024. Wells also said that the U.S. is going to oppose any autocratic country and that, quote, they will not have good relations with Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela as long as their people cannot choose their leaders and enjoy human rights, End quote. The G7 countries, on the other hand, do want to lift the sanctions due to the surge in oil prices. On Monday the 27th, the organization of the world's seven largest so-called advanced economies met in Germany, where the main topic of discussion was Russia's invasion in Ukraine. At the meeting, President of France, Emmanuel Macron, called on oil-producing countries to increase their production exceptionally. He also asked them to conduct negotiations to allow the return of Iranian and Venezuelan oil back onto the market in order to alleviate Russia's energy supply squeeze that has spiked the prices. On a national broadcast on Monday the 27th, Maduro said, quote, A new stage of peace relations, brotherhood, and cooperation with Colombia seems to be on the horizon. Maduro stated that he and Colombia's president, Gustavo Petro, promised to work for the union of both countries and bring about peace to their shared border. Remember that Venezuela had broken ties with Colombia in 2019 and that after Petro's victory, both countries have maintained communications to reestablish diplomatic relations. Luis Fernando Vutef, the son-in-law of the opposition party leader and former Caracas mayor, Antonio Ledesma, was arrested in Switzerland. On Friday the 24th, the U.S. portal El Nuevo Herald reported that Vutef could be extradited to the United States to face money laundering charges. Moving on, the former Tavista mayor pleads guilty to taking million U.S. dollars in bribes. The former mayor of the city, Jonathan Marin, turned himself to the U.S. justice after being requested to participate in a bribery scheme against Petróleos de Venezuela, better known as PDVSA. However, he was released the same day after posting bail. Marine's charges stem from accepting bribes in exchange for steering lucrative oil contracts from foreign-owned joint ventures to officials in Venezuelan government and military. On Tuesday, the 28th, Maduro welcomed China's ambassador to Venezuela, Li Baorong, to the Miraflores Palace. The visit celebrated the 48th anniversary of diplomatic relations between Venezuela and China. During the meeting, Maduro described China as the older sister who has supported Venezuela quote, in difficult times, demonstrating that the benefit of shared humanity is possible, end quote. There was a cyclone alarm in Venezuela. On Monday the 27th, the National Rescue Organization of Venezuela, ONSA, reported via its Telegram account that a tropical cyclone would hit Venezuela and last until the 29th of June. ONSA General Secretary Luis Invitarte asked citizens to be attentive and take precautions. After the alert, the National Institute of Civil Aeronautics, better known as Inec, restricted the air operations of public and private planes in national territory. On the same day, the National Institute of Aquatic Spaces suspended the departure of boats. On Tuesday, the 28th and Wednesday, the 29th of June, Rains were reported around the entire country, but fortunately, no state reported damage or traces of the cyclone. On Wednesday the 29th, the Minister of Interior, Remigio Sebastios, said that the cyclone weakened as it passed through Trinidad and Tobago. That's it for this week. Before we leave, we wanted to ask you, would you prefer to have a section in our updates about Venezuela's best films or Venezuela's best TV series? Let us know at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.